Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. I've been noticing a trend recently where there's something about the new season, and I know, the season two finale, where like, I know, something's been in the water, the mojo's off. It's not bad, per se, but there's... There's something wrong. Per se means everything I just said is the opposite. <laughs> That's what per se means. It means I just lied to you. So it's bad. Why is it bad, Craig? Because, I don't know, we've just had a lot of synchronization issues. I think that's the big one is synchronization issues. Um, and then, you know what? I'm one step away to just being like, hey, let's hop in an Xbox party chat. Like, that's almost more reliable than anything else right now. call each other on the phone. Yeah. Like, that's how close I am. Because Discord has been giving us hella lag recently. And Skype is just as bad with the lag and also worse audio. So, I don't know. We had, like, a really good few episodes. Like, after I had moved into my new place, I'm like, okay, the internet is really great here. Like, it is genuinely some of the best internet I've had when I moved. And so, I don't know why it's different. Things are just worse. Listen, um, I think this can all be solved by making money off of our podcast. We could live together or okay. move to the same city and then... Rent a studio, have quality content and equipment. We can hire a producer. And then when we're done recording, it'll be someone else's problem. Which is why we're starting a Patreon. Where for the low cost of $200 a month, you can support us. And you'll get one bonus episode. And all of our episodes will come out two weeks early. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? At this point... (laughs) Ah, no. Can you make a Patreon and not have to follow through? If one person signs up for the $200 Patreon tier, I will upgrade all of my equipment instantly. Yeah, that's fine. Because then the next month I'll get it. And do we just take turns cashing out? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, Mr. Patreon. We need some help. Like, you get 200 bucks one month, I get 200 bucks the next month? Yeah, uh, I just loaded up the Patreon website, and uh, they still have the Try Guys on their homepage. Yikes, yike-a-doodle dandies. They haven't been keeping up. Hey, web developer, get on it. Just just remove you know, them the, from the slideshow. Is, is this episode is going to come out two weeks from now, and they're going to be like, Try Guys was so... Yeah. Like, new developments will be out, and then we're going to yeah. look antiquated. But such is life. Alex, do you want to talk about the movie? Let's talk about the movie, man. This week, in week two of our horror month, we are watching the 1988 Child's Play. Ah, no, man, it's a 90-minute horror movie. What do you want? If you don't want to hear us talk about it, skip to this time code right here. Time code, 17 minutes. I want to say this up front. I, I really liked the production quality on Chucky. I was impressed. There's a lot of genuinely cool puppeteering moments, and very rarely does the movie have to resort to quote-unquote camera tricks to get the effect they want with Chucky. That being said, the rest of the movie is dumb and stupid. Okay, hear me out. This is the favorite, my favorite horror movie we've ever watched. 
Wow. Okay. Hey, of all the movies that I was ready for Alex to be on board with, vis-a-vis, kind of ready to dig a new hole for it, this is this was not it. This is not it. This movie lives in your ability to receive and accept the level of camp and suspension of disbelief that an 80s horror movie will give you. Alex is notoriously bad at both of those things. So when I saw this movie and I'm like, oh, wow, this is too much for me. There's no way Alex is going to like it, but I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. So we've done, this is our sixth uh, classic horror thing we did. We did four last year and this is our second one this year. Of those six, this is my favorite, 100%. And let me tell you the things I like about it. It's short. Okay. Yes. Points for that. Um, Right. It's short. The bad guy plays by the rules and I know what the rules are up front. I'm going to disagree, but we'll circle back on that. Okay. Maybe we don't know them up front, but as you, as we go on, you figure out the rules and then for the most part, they play by the rules. And then uh, another thing I liked is it was creepy, but not, but like I wasn't terrified and I don't know why I like that. Sure. It's it. a, it's a big like tone um, setting. It was movie. like, Oh, that's messed up. That's kind of creepy. Like watch out. Um, and I felt like the characters were dumb, but in the way that regular people are, you know, like yeah. for instance, if there's two ways to get into a room, the fact that you wouldn't have one guy blocking both or having someone block both doors is crazy. But when you're busy blocking one door, telling someone else to block, it might be confusing. So I felt like they weren't making crazy decisions. I think like they called the cops when the cops need to be called. They didn't believe people when I wouldn't have believed people. I'm like, oh, this is all legit. I get it. it makes sense. Yeah. And it, it, it had a touch of that Halloween spirit that I really liked. Sure. I think a lot of my dislike for this movie roots in, and again, I'm trying really hard to not be mean-spirited about this, because he was seven. Not a fan of the kid. Not a fan of the kid. Just in general. He was a bad actor 75% of the time, which is a lot. It was a lot. But he had a couple good moments. Like when he's in the psych ward and he starts like crying in the corner, I'm like killing it bro to the point where i'm like oh this there's some like behind the scenes horrible stuff going on because those tears are real bro (laughs) i'm like someone said something horrible like dustin hoffman is somewhere behind the scenes making this child cry yeah it uh it was suspicious how this kid went from bad actor to oscar winning right when he started to cry it was it was so real quick hey if you don't know what child's play is, I don't blame you because this movie's not called Chucky, right? But it's it's the movie where Chucky is in it. And what I've learned, it, when I was a kid, I thought all these movies were just titled what the killer's names were. That's not true. None of them are. Actually, literally none of them are. Um, yeah. And so... This is the movie with Chucky in it, and the movie starts with um, a police chase, a foot chase, where one police officer is trying to chase down uh, a wanted serial killer and his accomplice. The accomplice 
gets removed quickly from the scenario. And then we learn with no other information at hand that this serial killer is also a sorcerer, I guess, (laughs) because he gets shot and is dying and transfers his soul via voodoo from his body into this doll. But again, we don't know it's voodoo at this point. So I'm just like, oh, he is a sorcerer that speaks Latin and is a sorcerer. And then we don't know, we don't learn that it's voodoo until like two thirds of the way into the movie. Yeah. yeah. We're just like, we're just like, oh, this one guy is evil Merlin who kills people for no reason and is in this doll forever. Yeah. um, <laughs> That is true. Everything you said so far is true. I will say, because what happens is you don't, every, Chucky is like in the zeitgeist now. So when he's like conjuring stuff and then we see him dead next to a doll, we're all like, oh, we just know what happened. Yeah. But there's no surprises here. Because later in the movie, you see a kid get a doll from a guy peddling it in the street. And we're like, we've watched enough movies to know that this kid just happened to get the wrong doll. And it's that the beginning, the first act, when the kid has the doll and he's the only one that knows, is by far the creepiest one. Uh, The creepiest part. And I loved it. It was one of those things like, hey, what is he supposed to do? He did. He's doing everything right. But no one's going yeah. to believe him. And I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. And like, I get that of, you know, you saying people didn't believe him because that's a crazy thing to believe. And that's fair and valid. And you're right. But no one took the doll away from him. No one took the doll away from him. No one was like, hey, this doll is very clearly the source of the problem one way or the other. Maybe let's separate the two. See how that goes for a day. Yeah, I think my dude just like their mentality was perfect because when she was like her mom, so the kid six, um, put into a psych ward or like juvenile detention for medical treatment, something weird. I, it doesn't really explain. It's just kind of it's heavily implied. Down, it's a psychiatric hospital. Yeah, something like that. He went from jail to there, and we don't really know how. So his mom is left with the doll, right? And his mom's like, I don't think my kid's crazy. So let me talk to the doll. Like, I know you're alive. I know you're alive. Just do it. And he, th- she threatens to throw him in the fire. Like that would get a real thing alive. And that's when he snaps and turns and is like, I'm going to reveal myself to this woman. And that was so freaking crazy. That was creepy. Okay. It was creepy. I don't know if it was scary, but I'm just like, that's exactly. I don't if. Really, how much, uh, how I grade horror movies is how much of what the characters are doing are what I would have done because that's that means they're being smart or they have like a like a strategy. They're not just going through it. So she did what I would have done. Be like, okay, if you're real, I'm gonna burn you alive. I'm gonna throw you in the fireplace. Reveal yourself now, or you're going in. And the guy snaps and then just like cusses her out and bites her. And I'm like. That's I want to be clear. It, Chucky kills a lot of people in this movie and attacks yep. even more of them. This child's mom is the only person he bites. He bites her five times, but she is the only person he bites. 
everyone else he stabs in the tendons. She she is the only bite victim. <laughs> but the thing is, is that she just caught him without the knife. Because if sure. she had the knife, no, she I, that's not a alive. real criticism. That's just something that Andrew pointed out because him and I were kind of watching it together. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Andrew, you are so right. It's not wrong in any way, shape, or form, but man, it's funny. It's kind of funny. <laughs> also, yeah, was, I just want to say, yeah. mm-hmm. this movie, uh, hey, uh, Chucky didn't die too many times. Uh, Chucky should have died four separate times in the movie. And it's not, a, let me rephrase that. Chucky should have died four different times within 10 minutes. And he doesn't actually okay. die until the last one. And again, it's one of this is where I'm going to circle back and be like, maybe it would have been nice to know about the rules because we don't know how to kill Chucky. It was implied that he dies by fire when she threatens him with fire. But then when he doesn't no, it die is, by it fire. Is broken down. When they talk to the voodoo guy, he goes, you have to stab him. You have to kill him in the heart. You have. To- okay. Okay. Okay, yeah. sorry. So what basically happens is we know, I mean, but the dumb, that's, this is where like you have to suspend some dumb disbelief. Cause I'm like, we know that she knows that. How come she's throwing him in the fireplace? It's the heart thing. So I, it was one of those things that like he was in pain and it looks like he was melting, but it's not the heart. I think she could, thought she could get off on a technicality. Like, Hey, this would kill everybody else. No, bro. We said the heart. And then later she stabs him all around his chest, but hit everything but his heart. So that's a bit of a bummer. And then his head yeah, comes and, off. <laughs> and so even with the heart thing in mind, it's still frustrating. Like you said, he gets stabbed everywhere but the heart. He gets burned. He gets completely dismembered. And then he gets shot in the heart. And it's just like the movie went out of its way to kill Chucky so many times so they could do a he's not really dead kind of jump scare. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, like at a certain point, guys, you're dealing with like witchcraft and a doll that wants to kill you. Put them in a box or something. Don't take your chances. Like, if you don't know if he's actually dead, lock him up. Like, why are we messing around with corpses? You don't, it's, we're already past what should be actually occurring in real life. So let's just assume he's going to always come back and put him in a cage or something. Like, this is not safe. Yeah, it was, this one was just in general, not, not for me. I mean, it's it's cheesy and it's campy and like I understand the appeal, but it was just like a little too stupid for me. And I know I mean, yeah, I, I really have nothing else more to say than that. It's like I, I understand the appeal, but like, man, I just it's not for me. I don't, I, I don't and I really think this movie just, you know, checks off the right boxes for me. Um, And there are flaws in this movie. I really don't like these classic horror ones, to be honest with you. Um, the highest number I've given the movie so far is six and a half. Um, I just think this one was my favorite of the movies I don't like. Which means, audience, this is not getting a good score. Sure. It's just better than I thought it was going to be. Especially since I thought, the, thought this was going to be like horrible. I thought this was going to be really bad. And I'm like, it's, I would watch this again. And I wasn't okay. anticipating that. 
Want to score it? I'm giving it a 6.75. Just under a 7, bro. All right. Mine is a flat 4. Oh, Craig. Craig, you haven't given anything a 4 since Terminator 4. Yeah. Granted, I mean, that wasn't Bridges that Madison long County ago. 2.5. Okay. Yeah. But, so you, for you, it goes Bridges, Madison County, 2.5. Then Terminator 4. Then we're back at Serpico in March. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think that this is my Texas chainsaw for this year. Yeah. I And we anticipated that, which is why it's second. We wanted to sandwich it between good stuff. So... Nothing, no deviation from the norm, I guess. Yeah, no, no breaking of expectations. Uh, do you right. want to do our improv segment? Sure, do Craig, and we haven't done it in over a year, and you hate it, and I love it. We're bringing back juggling characters. Oh my god! Hey gang, remember the lag we talked <laughs> about at the beginning of the episode? Added difficulty modifier for one point two five experience. So, audience, I'm going to explain this to you because we haven't done this since, I think, like, August of last year. Yeah. It was when we did Heathers. Um, So, that's episode 49. Um, Here's how this works. We're going to keep introducing characters until we get to double digits. And then, after we hit double digits, we're going to slowly remove people from the scene until there's only two people left. And that's it. So get ready to, yeah. for us to have a bunch of voices, get characters mixed up, forget names, and it's going to be a mess, but it's always fun. I mean, it's always fun for me. Okay. Do you have a scene ready? So last year we did a school. Yeah. And it was chaos. Um, yeah. Here's what I think we should do now. It's Halloween night and we're all kids dressed up as characters in costumes so we kind of live our characters and whatever through costumes okay just figure that out okay beep boop bat beep boop beep pop boop i am a robot ah robot robot there's a robot mom there's a robot mom beep boop beep i'm a robot don't worry timmy he's just in character right now when he puts on that costume i'm sure he's just pretending it's okay i don't like the robot get rid of the robot beep boop bap beep trick or treat trick or treat do you want to why go is there a russian robot with me get rid of russian robot we don't know he's russian he could just be bad with voices it's all right um he's asking ro- if you ro- want to go trick-or-treating with him robot are you russian i am not russian at all. I'm not Russian. Okay. See, I'll go trick-or-treating okay. with you. But you're on thin ice, buddy. Timmy, you need to bring your little brother, too. You cannot be out there by yourself. Oh, my God. But, Mom, I'm eight. How do you expect me to look after a five-year-old? I'm sure you'll figure it out. Now go get him, tell him to put on his costume, and then meet me back out here. Uh, George, mom says you have to put on the cape and come outside with us. Um, Timmy, can you help me with my costume? It's really hard to see in this thing. It's just a cape. How are you not able to see? It's a cape that goes on your back. If you can't, if you can't see, then I'm worried that you don't understand capes. 
Mom told me that if I close my eyes, my cable make me invisible and I can't go anywhere. And I okay, and I'm worried well, you can't even see me. All right, I can see you. Mom's a liar. Your hey cape's boys, on. We need Let's to get, get down going. here. Your robot friend's getting cold out here. Okay, well he can get cold all he wants. I'm taking my time with my brother. Anyway, come on, let's get going. Okay. Okay, think. Um, can you help me? Hello there. I am. I'm bringing uh, my uh, sister. I am. Uh, I am the robot sister. How can I? Uh, how can I be of the <laughs> service to you? Um, are we ready are to go trick or treating? I am. Rushing? I am Russian by uh by blood, but not by heritage. Okay, and you're gonna take your little brother just around trick or treating? No, he is my older brother. The robot is your older brother. That is correct. Do you have a voice changer on? I do not. I am very good at impersonations. For example, I just watched Captain America 2 over and over again, and I'm sure there's one Russian character in there to make this make to make this reference make sense. Okay, um before I send our kids out with you, I'm going to go I'm going I'm going to call my husband, and I think he's just finishing up his costume and he'll just walk around with you. It shouldn't be a problem. We do not need adults on this voyage. Yeah, I'm just not comfortable sending my kids out. This should be fine. Hey, do you uh, not hear honey. strong voice? Strong voice uh, displays aggressive onlookers. All right, well, will you at least introduce me to your parents? Parents are dead. Just <laughs> me and the robot boy. <laughs> oh, she's just kidding. I'm going to be going around with them. How do you like my costume? What are you? Some sort of flamboyant Fraser Crane? Um, I'm just a cheerleader. This is actually the same outfit I wore when I was in high school. Believe it or not, still fits. This is where you say something. Like I said, believe it or not, still fits. Oh my gosh, Ashley, it's so cute. I know, right? Um, so anyways, are your kids ready to go? We're just gonna be going down the block. Um, yeah. I really, can we revisit the small robot and very tall, younger Russian sit? I don't want to go with these guys. Listen, if it makes you feel any better, just know it that won't. the robot is mine and my husband's. He's the guy over there dressed like a pirate. Arr, matey. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, Roger. Just stay over there. Keep the car warm. Now, are you kids ready to go? Because we're burning up some gas. Yeah, um, hey, quick question. I know I'm eight, but like, yeah. why Why are we driving? Kind of feels like that defeats the purpose of trick-or-treating. Yeah, but we're going over to the rich neighborhood where they give out like full candy bars and stuff. Mom, so. you said that we were rich. What's up? Um, you know, I think we should let them trick-or-treat by themselves. Um, okay, so let uh, me just let me just run this back real quick. You lied to Timmy. And said that, nope, I'm Timmy. So you lied to George and told him that if he closed his eyes, his cape would make him invisible. That's just a straight up lie. And then now here I am learning that we're not rich after, let me check the calendar again, eight years of you telling me otherwise. So you want to undo some trauma real quick or are you just going to pack us into a car? Do you know what I'm dressed up as this year? Yeah, a (laughs) bit. I was going to say his cock's gone. (laughs) 
You know, I just remembered why we don't do that improv very often. <laughs> also, also, the biggest, the biggest left turn I think I've ever seen ever was me very clearly setting you up for the most mundane reference on the planet with a flamboyant Fraser Crane. And you were like, yeah, I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> Oh, that went perfectly. <laughs> God. Okay. It's what a juggling characters, everybody. Now on to the middle segment. Man, okay, so this is this is a simple one. We haven't I don't think we've done this one in a minute, but this one's called known for four. On IMDB there's a function or there's a feature rather where you look on an actor's IMDB page and it tells you the four titles that they are most known for. Alex is really good at getting two of them. So we're going to see if Alex can get any more in okay. this time. Did you, you know, have anything? I'm, I'll figure it out, dude. I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm talented in ways you can barely understand, so I'm ready. Well, when you're ready to show that to me, let me know. First one up, Steve Carell. I'm going Office. Okay. Uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh, Despicable Me. And the... Um, Dude, this just got hard. Because all I know <laughs> is a bunch of movies like he has done. Despicable Me 2 could totally be on there. Um, he also did a show, I, a movie I watched a long time ago um, called Fox. Oh, no, I'm going Evan Almighty. I'm going Evan Almighty. Okay. Um, Alex, this is going to be the bummer part because... Wait, 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 wait. Not Evan Almighty. Let's do Get Smart. Okay. So it's the office in the 40-year-old version. You were right at that point. And then I heard you almost okay. say the big short, and then you stopped yourself. That one's also on there. And then also Foxcatcher. Yeah. So Fox if Catcher's you had gone with your gut, Super you would have gotten all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but those, uh, what the, the big short and Foxcatcher are very obscure. So I'm not going to... I did the right yeah, thing. Yeah, Steve, Steve Carell... He did his office thing, and then he's like, hey, what if I make a bunch of movies that nobody wants to watch? Yeah, those are real obscure. Good movies, but too obscure. Uh, Russell Crowe. Okay. I get him and Gerard Butler mixed up. Me too. So Hey, Russell I'm going to tell go... you this right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. If it's not 300, you're probably thinking of Russell Crowe. It's uh, Gladiator. Okay. So it's Gra- Gladiator. Lay Miss. Um, Beautiful Mind and uh, The Nice Guys. Or. Or. Oh, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. All right. Well, if you replaced with, if you replaced Nice Guys with LA Confidential, you would have gotten it straight through. Well, so I that's didn't even the only know one in you LA missed. Confidential. I thought that was a Kevin yeah. Spacey movie. It is, but, you know, more than one person is in a movie at a time. Well, not LA Confidential. <laughs> um,. Here, here's one I really want to hear your take on this. It's uh, John David Washington. Tenant. Um, the, here's the problem with John David Washington. He was an athlete before. Okay, let me just say yeah. the movies I know he's in. Tenant, Malcolm Murray, Black Klansman. Uh, he's in the new movie Amsterdam, and that's it. That's all I know. Well, um, 
He, yes. So I'm going to go with those The point four. that you were going to make is that he was an athlete for a long time. He's a relatively new actor. So chances are, if you can name one of his movies, it's going to be on the list. And you're correct. It's uh, Tenet, Black Klansman, Malcolm and Marie, and Beckett was the fourth one. Uh, 2021's Beckett. Yeah, I've never even heard of Beckett. Uh, what about Tom Hardy? Mr. Thomas Hardy. Um. So obviously we're going to go Inception. We're going to go... Um, Batman, uh, the okay. third one. We're gonna go Peaky Blinders or Dunkirk. Oh, is it's it gonna be one of Peaky those. Blinders or Dunkirk? He was in a movie called the called Bronson a while ago, and everyone who loves him loves that movie. But I think that movie was way too indie to make this list. He was also in Ve- oh Mad Max is gonna be on there, so I'm gonna go Mad Max, Batman, Inception, uh, Peaky Blinders. Uh, oh, Inception. Also in Incep- Does that change your answer? Okay. Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Mad Max Fury Road, and a movie called Lock. 2013 Lock. I've, that sounds familiar. I don't think I ever saw it. Sure. That's the thing about IMDb is it always throws you one curveball. It, it shows yeah. you that mm, you never know an actor as well as you think you do. Adam Driver. Adam Driver is going to be... Um, Star Wars, I don't I'm not go with the names. But I'm going to say at least at least two of them are Star Wars. Okay. Marriage Story and The Last Duel. All right. So we have episode 7 and 8 of Star Wars. We have Marriage okay. Story and we also have Patterson. Well, if it isn't another thing I've never heard of. <laughs> Granted, now that I'm thinking about it, House of Gucci should have been on this list. Um I think he was in a movie called Logan Lucky that I saw. I was going to say, you know, aside from all of that. Oh, the report. I also w- w- would have accepted the re- if the report was up here. Um, I don't know what the report is. What is Patterson about? Man, now you're making me click stuff. Okay, don't. And no IMDb one cares. To be honest, website. nobody cares. All right. Hit me with the next one. It's, oh, it's a movie based on a poem. So anyway, Winona Ryder. Uh, this is going to be impossible. This one Heathers? is because, okay, yeah. Um, was she? Nope, that is uh, not Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder is going to be one That's of those it. where I say the titles and you're going to like, they're, they're going to be like aha moments. So it's 1994's Little Women, then Heather's, in it. then Girl Interrupted. And then a movie called Mermaid. Cool. Don't know what that is. Have you? How have you not even heard of Girl Interrupted? I haven't even, dude. I. No one has said those words to me before. That's crazy. That's absolutely wild. Um. Anyway, here's the last one. Make or break. Uh. Hey, Alex. What four titles is Billy Ray Cyrus known for? Hannah Montana. Okay. Uh. I want to say some music videos. I don't know if he's. Was he a big actor? You know, I'm gonna, go. say, I'm gonna go Hannah Montana. I'm gonna say all four saying. of these titles, and you're gonna know all four of them. I'm gonna go Hannah Montana. Okay. A movie produced by Disney Channel that he was probably in could have been like a Sweet Life on Deck, the movie with a Hannah Montana crossover, or a Disney movie where she teams up with Waverly Price, and or maybe just a regular Hannah Montana movie. But there's a movie that Disney did, and that's all I got. And then I'm gonna go two other music videos. You. Kind of saved yourself in the end. So there's Hannah Montana. There's Hannah Montana, the movie. Okay. 
of course. There's Jackie Chan's The Spy Next Door. And then there's Mulholland Drive. Never seen it. But I've heard of it, obviously. It's supposed to be a super Billy Ray Cyrus is third build on The Spy Next Door. So he was in it enough. In my defense, (laughs) the only person I know in The uh, Spy Next Door that I remember is Jackie Chan. So if there's anybody else in that movie, don't remember them. Uh, yeah, that was known for four. We kind of threw that one together. Um, and now for the one-hit wonder. Um, yes. This one's called Mismatched. And this is another, you know, movie-themed one-hit. But I think a lot about, you know, Harry Styles' end of sentence. But beginning of new sentence is, and how he's kind of just, like, said, can I please be an actor? And now he's an actor, I guess. Um I want to know what other people that we've never thought of them possibly being actors and uh, what kind of movies they might be doing. Okay, For so example, hypothetically. Yeah, these are yeah, all hypotheticals. I want Pitbull in a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Um, I want... Ooh, what would be a good one? I want... I'm thinking of athletes. I want Tiger Woods in a movie. Um... And I don't know what, and I don't want it to be a cameo. I want him to be acting. I think I want him in a, like a rom-com. Here's the correct answer. Yeah, the correct answer is he's in a rom-com. Yeah. He seems to be smooth with the ladies. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke that's like 15 years old, but that's okay. (laughs) I think we need, I want Chris Jenner to be the lead detective of a whodunit. I don't know why. Okay. I just I feel like she'd be able to walk into a murder scene with a a lot of power and very little grace. I want Kanye West in a horror movie, and I think okay. artistically it would be beautiful. I just think his act. I think his acting is not going to be good. No, I don't even want. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. I'm going to twist the rules of this before uh, a little bit. I want him to be directing it. Yeah, I think it. It the cinematography would be ridiculous i think it'd be incredible yeah (laughs) i want all the remaining members of one direction to be a superhero team so it's the the remaining four and they're like an ensemble superhero team um i want i'm trying to think of people i really enjoy that don't act um ed ed sheeran was already in game of thrones Oh, I want Simon Cowell uh, to do a movie with Gordon Ramsay with her stepbrothers. Okay, hold on. This has this might have some potential of all the stupid nonsense we've been talking about today. <laughs> this one has legs. This one might be able to put button seats. <laughs> Dude, people would watch that. 100% people are going to the movies to watch that. I want Phineas to be the next Robin Hood. I don't know. Yeah, There's something about him that just kind of screams like hippie archer energy. Okay. Um, I want Billie Eilish. Now that we're doing them, to be a new Disney princess, not a live action remake, just a live action movie. Like, uh, okay. How what's her face was in Enchanted? Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yes, I want Billie Eilish to be in a princess movie. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I <laughs> I want Jeff Gordon to be the next Mr. Miyagi. No. 
vetoing. Um, not allowed. <coughs> I want Meghan Markle to do another season of Suits. <laughs> It's an it's a new season of Suits. Everything's the exact same except Mike is played by her husband. <laughs> yeah, or not. <laughs> um, I'll do one more. Oh, I want Obama to be uh, Martin Luther King <laughs> or Malcolm X. I'll let him pick. Okay, he can be how, how any great civil rights you. leader. He can he can be any black civil rights leader. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think we nailed it, honestly. I think we got like a perfect kind of casting scenario here. Yeah, dude. We uh we've we've got some time in the sea. We know what we're talking about. We've watched enough yeah. movies. Some might call us experts. We're pros, for sure. We do this on a regular schedule. Um so, casting agents, hit us up. Let us uh join your uh company or however it works. I don't know if you need to get hired or if they I don't know exactly. However, you guys do business. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of it. Um, you said that you didn't have any one hits, right? Or any? Okay. So here's the free balling, right? Here's what I have. Here's the problem with recording episodes ahead of schedule. Is I saw "Don't Worry, Darling" the day it came out. But nobody's going to hear me talk about it until three weeks later. So let me assure you, these thoughts are genuine fresh, okay? Okay. And I, I just want to say, the movie's okay. The movie's okay. And a lot of the problems with Don't Worry, Darlene lie in the script. And the the general plot is like, Harry Styles and Florence Pugh are married. They live in this idyllic community in the 60s. And piece by piece, Florence Pugh realizes that the community is not what it seems. And she's basically pulling threads on this huge conspiracy that is interwoven throughout where she lives. This, This conspiracy never feels very threatening. And Chris Pine is, you know, the head of said conspiracy. And there's a part, and we know he's the head of the conspiracy. If you've watched a movie before, you know this. And so there's a scene where he's talking to Florence Pugh and he goes, Hey, I know you're trying to unweave my conspiracy. I should have hauled you off a long time ago, but I'm not going to because you're the only person that's gotten this far when challenging me. This happens like 75% of the way through the movie is when he says that. So, hey, whatever you were planning to do with her, make it snappy, buddy. You're running out of movie. And I just I feel like a lot of it was just very poorly paced. And Harry Styles, you know, he's kind of the one that's in the spotlight for this movie. He's fine. The only time his acting becomes noticeably not up to par is when he is in a scene with Florence Pugh because she is almost a perfect actress. And so when she is giving the subtlety and nuances of a divine Renaissance artiste and Harry Styles is like, I am loud now. I am now quiet. I am back to loud. It's like, 
All right, hold on. Someone give these guys a little more rehearsal time. That's impressive, though, that you can't tell until he's around other people. Granted, he's in a movie, so he's constantly around other people. Yes. But, like, the fact that by himself you can't tell is not bad. Yes, I thought it'd be worse. Um, There are some scenes in the movie that are just not fun to watch. They're just not acted very well, not written very well. Um, But all this to say, the story concept is very cool. The aesthetics are very cool. I think this movie nails some very intentional psychological horror beats. And I think it does a good job at making you, the audience, feel claustrophobic within a cul-de-sac. It gives you all this room in a cul-de-sac, but still makes you feel claustrophobic. So I want to give it props in that regard. I think this movie succeeds frequently. It just also fails just as frequently. Um, Is this a movie you would recommend people go see in the theater or wait till it's streaming? I mean, three weeks later, if you haven't seen it yet, just wait. Just wait. Um, Yeah, I, I just don't. I only want to see it for the reasons they've been dedicating their PR to the controversy. I want to see yeah. it because I want to know what the controversy is about. And the controversy is probably the biggest reason why people saw this movie. Because the movie by itself is so... Which is not a good reason to see a movie. <laughs> no, it's it really not. It's just, it's okay. I I really like the concept. I think a few script rewrites would have been fun and made it a little better. Um, I read the original ending because they released the original ending of the script, I guess. And okay, it also was, it was a little better than what was released, but not by much. Um, and so I don't know I just, I like the aesthetic, but that's pretty much as far as this movie carries is cool concepts, cool aesthetics, some, some cool acting scenes. Was this a mistake for Florence Pugh to take? No, no, I wouldn't say that. That's putting a lot of heavy labels on what, at the end of the day, is just a movie. Because I think... So I'm saying, like, does this help her career, or was this just a job? Do you think? I mean, this is extremely speculative, and we've been talking about this movie for a while. But this movie's been in the news for a while. Yeah, I think when you... I think when she took the job, it definitely had the potential to boost career. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of, there is a good movie in this movie somewhere. And when reading the script for this movie, it that, that good movie was probably on page. And so I totally understand wanting to take a movie like this. So yeah, like I I would not ju- I do not judge her for taking this movie at all. And she carries a lot of it. Also, uh, when I said that when I was seeing this movie, one of the reasons was to see why Nick Kroll was cast in this movie. Found the answer because he's a pretty charismatic dude. He was actually pretty fun (laughs) to watch. He was the best supporting actor. Big fan. Nick Kroll. Hey, your 15 minutes in Don't Worry Darling was better than six seasons of Big Mouth. So just what you're doing great, bud. Shout out Big Mouth. All right, man. You got anything else for us? Nah, man. I'm good. All right. Well, 
wrapping it up, we are watching Saw next week. The 2004 classic, the one that started the, the countless sequels. Um, it, sh- it should be pretty easy to find, but it's we're watching the original. And so help me, we're going to find out how Chris Rock fits into all this. I don't know how. Yes. <laughs> but but that's that's how I'm watching this movie. Is I'm going to start this movie and I'm going to be like, how does that Chris might Rock need to fit be like an this? independent study that you come back to us and be like, so I've done six movies worth of research and here's where I've found. <laughs> and the out. answer is Chris Rock fits in with a paycheck. <laughs> All right. Well, that's next week. My name is Craig Wells, aka Permanent Handle, and I'm Alex Good, aka Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it. Hey, Mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces.